Yo, 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 all right, all right, everybody. So today is Sunday, March the 15th, it looks like, 2020. And today's topic of choice wasn't really... I mean, it's the hot topic right now, but I mean, it just kind of was thrust on everybody, I think, in the last couple of days here. And honestly, just want to give a little thoughts out about there because I, I kind of feel a certain way about it. I kind of feel like things are unraveling at a in descending at a rapid, rapid rate. And I just want to get some thoughts out there, you know, just give my two cents on the whole thing. So if you're, for whatever reason, living under a rock or just not, you know, plugged into anything, TV, people, anything of the nature, internet, video games, I mean, you have to be under a fucking rock. But basically, we're moments away from being on full lockdown within the United States. A lot of it is self-imposed. I think the government was like, you guys do it. Okay, so we're under full, like, we're borderline full lockdown mode. People are still moving back and forth. But I think for the most part, a lot of major sporting events... Anything where there's a crowd of people they're trying to deter you from going to. Um, but I don't think that's enough. Um, so this coronavirus, COVID-19 bullshit. Let's, let's, I'm going to, because I, I think it's a little bit of conspiracy, but I also kind of feel like it's not a conspiracy. But then again, I kind of feel like. The government is behind a lot of this, and the government's made a lot of errors. And that's, you know, I don't really care for Donald Trump, but I do believe that. I don't. I do believe that he had a hand in all of this. Um, the whole thing is, I don't know if it's malicious or, you know, or if he just simply just dropped the whole ball completely. But let's take a look at this coronavirus thing here. So obviously, this shit is going around. And I totally 100% believe that the numbers that are being told by each and every government is a lie. Um, if this shit is flu-like. That means mass amounts of people have it. Um, they're just not testing for it. There's nothing you... I don't believe there's anything you can do for it. You know? But then again, there is. Okay, so... What do we know about... It's a flu... You know, it's... Flu, it's I think in the same vein as a flu. It's got flu-like symptoms. It can lead to death. It's hitting old people. Hitting people with weak immune systems. Hitting people that are... You know... You know, already dying or whatever. You know, they catch it and they actually do die. But here's what here's what I know for a fact that it started in China, the Wuhan region. It um 
you know, it was spotted there. And it's now traveled pretty much the entire globe. I think the entire globe has had cases of it. But here's what a lot of confusion gets into people that, okay, some few cases have been reported that were blowing it out of proportion. Things of the nature. Now, as as I know, there is no known cure. Um, there's no, like, little pill they can give you and it just... That goes away. There's no shot that can give you and that goes away. Um, I don't know how well you trust the Chinese government to tell you that the virus is now being contained or stopped or slowing. So I don't know how much you trust that from where it started. I know Italy is on full lockdown. France and Spain have joined them as well as like a full lockdown. America's moments away from joining them as well from it just being a full-blown you know, like, nobody move, nobody go anywhere, stay in your homes. Almost, I've heard the term martial law being thrown around lately, but I do believe it's it's a medical martial law where they're just going to... The only people that are going to be traveling in the streets are probably your local firemen, your ambulances, and police officers. In your designated, you know, city official, government official. But, I mean, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, I heard 10 days. But I, I didn't want to get into the conspiracies yet. I just wanted to kind of talk about this virus. I know that they're saying wash your hands, you know. But I don't really believe that that is anything. I, literally, I think this coronavirus has already gone through and it's already grazed and touched each and every person on this globe already. I, I think that the number of people that are going to die from it is going to be up there in the thousands, maybe even the hundreds, of maybe even the millions. Um, but how many governments are going to report that, oh, uh, 200,000 people died Directly from the coronavirus. Uh, nobody's going to tell you that. Nobody's also going to tell you that. You know. An entire city is infected with it. They're just not going to tell you that. So that's where the little bit of the conspiracy comes in. I think. Well just a part of the conspiracy. But I truly believe that everybody has it. There's no place on this world. There's no. Um, I tell the people all the time. There's no. There's no area in this world left that we can't go. Or we haven't been to. Or it's like, oh, we can't get over there. Maybe space. Maybe it's not on. It's not on the moon. You're right, but there isn't anywhere left on this world where one person can't go and come in contact with another person. Um, I myself was recently in New York, and now New York is ground zero for a city new Ro- Rochelle or Rochelle is ground zero for. You know, they're under massive quarantine. You can't tell me one of those persons didn't go to Manhattan where I was at or Brooklyn. You know, it's the whole city didn't go over there. You can't tell me that somebody wasn't there and then visited their friend and, you know, somewhere else. And then that person lived in Queens and they infected most of... You you, you follow me? The, the disease has already been there. Um, 
there's no testing being done currently, not in mass, because I think people have it in mass. Um, but yeah, I think everybody's been exposed, and I I was in New York, and there was pl- a plane load, plane loads of people leaving New York, flying all over the across the United States. So that shit is everywhere. Um, it is totally everywhere, everywhere and anywhere you could think. Canada, Mexico. Italy, Japan, everywhere. It's everywhere. Now, there is no cure. I don't think it is fatal like, you know, like some of these other major diseases. But I do think it is fatal. I mean, I I believe that it is fatal. I believe that if you get it and you don't catch it in time and you're already, your immune's already down or you're elderly, you're going to die from it. And that's... A bummer for old people, weak immune people, and people that just, you know, just caught up at the wrong time, you know. Maybe they were sick already, they were already feeling kind of down, they were trying to bounce back, and then they get hit with the double dose of that, you know. That's kind of sucks. But yeah, I think this shit's everywhere. So let me just put that that it's everywhere. Um... But it's not strong enough to take a full-grown, human, healthy adult and just maim them and cripple them and kill them. It's not that powerful. But it is extremely contagious. And I think a lot of us have it. And I think a lot of us have it and don't know it. Um, And we're not going to know it. That's another aspect of... Of this conspiracy that I got cooking in the back of my head. Um, yeah, so you got this, you know, everybody has it. They're not testing for it. You know, it's killing people. It's not killing people. There's a lot of disinformation going around this. But I knew about this coronavirus a month or two ago at least. At least a month or two ago. And I know they stopped trade with China over it and things of that nature. But trade and people traveling is one thing. Um, The disease still spreads. Like, just because my neighbor doesn't talk to me doesn't mean that my neighbor doesn't talk to other people that talk to me. You know what I mean? So just because America put... A restriction travel on China. That doesn't mean that Chinese people weren't flying to Japan, which were flying to the United States, which were flying to England to fly to ever the, the the disease already went. But I already knew that about a month or two ago. Now, at least a month or two, the government, our government here in the United States, was extremely. We're like the last country to acknowledge this virus going around and I really think Donald Trump he not only did he drop the ball but he really fucked up royally you know a lot of Rush Limbaugh's and the Fox News and Donald Trump himself were saying it was a, a hoax or wasn't nothing to even be it was just an afterthought like you couldn't even even if you got it you weren't gonna die or anything it was just a little flu just a little bug, you know, it was a hoax. I think he actually tweeted out it was a 
a hoax or something or that there was no reason to even be concerned about this virus um and then shortly after now we're in a national state of emergency you know and to me that's you know i, I when he's when he had his national emergency talk with the people of the United States I really felt that that was just the most disingenuous like like he had to make those statements because people were going absolutely batshit crazy and I think they were like yo this is not a oh you need to say something he was like well I'm gonna just say I don't think he even wanted to say anything I honestly don't even think he wanted to be there but There's mass pressure on him to get out there and say something again, try to now corral this thing because the cat's out of the bag. Um, the news coming across other from other nations about Italy being locked down, Spain being locked down, France being locked down, Chinese, the Chinese were under lockdown. Like, you know, now the United now that it's at the United States shores and people are seeing this here wondering why we aren't doing the same thing wondering why it's not going away wondering why it's just not a little bug like everybody says it is why how serious is it and i literally think that they're doing kind of like damage control this is just a damage it was just a damage control press conference nothing was really said that to me inspired me to do anything that I wasn't already doing. Um, you know. There was no. Le- legit. Direction given of what to do. Other than just wash your hands. Like okay but that doesn't. That's not stopping. Washing your hands is not stopping. The virus from spreading. It's just simply not. People wash their hands. People wearing masks all over the place. The shit's still going around. Now they're saying that maybe if you wash your hands, you won't catch it. Uh, I think you could just get it from coughing, from somebody coughing by you, and you walking into like their little mist cloud of air that they leave, or I think just talking to somebody could give it to you. So no, they did not. And washing your hands is not going to cut it. So to me, this is just damage control um, by the president. And I don't know why he invited Walgreens and Walmart and CVS and other motherfuckers up there to be like, well, we're going to help. This is a, to me, that's disastrous because you're putting the virus in anybody who's possibly infected into a setting where Walmart Motherfuckers don't care in general. That's just... Like, that's the worst place you could go. Because Walmart's not clean as it is. Walgreens isn't clean. CVS isn't clean. Rite Aid's Those places are not, like, the cleanest, most organized places, you know, to go and get a free test of this. If you ha- And then if you, ha- if you get tested and have it, you know... They're, you're supposed to drive up to this place, get the test, go home, take it, and then what? Like, I, I, I didn't get it. It was just a giant mess. But I could see that they try to damage control because they're in full-blown damage control mode now. Um, And 
and now that most sports, like I said, most sports and a lot of major events have been canceled and things, schools are being canceled nationwide. Um, yeah, we're in, we're in the top of the third inning, I think. Like, this thing is barely getting started. And I just want to get my, my voice out here because I, I truly believe that we may be in the midst of, like... I didn't really believe it at first. I didn't really believe the hype. But we're in the full-blown midst of... I don't think the virus is going to do much damage to people more so than a crisis of mass mass hysteria um, at the street, in street, local level. And I think it's going to creep all the way up to the federal level. Just mass hysteria. Mass. Um, I know Donald Trump and the company he keeps, they're rich and they have servants and, you know, people that just... Donald Trump snaps his finger, hey, I want to fucking roll a toilet paper. Hey, I want... Give me some fucking hand sanitizer. Uh, Give me a fucking... You know... Whatever he really wants. And he's been like that his whole life. Like, to him, that's not out of the ordinary. But for anybody else around them, you know, they got to fight and claw and scratch just like the rest of us to get toilet paper, to get hand sanitizer, to get, you know, groceries. And that's where the local all the way up to the... All the way up to the top. Is gonna struggle, uh, with this, the, you know, right here at my local level. I went to the store on Friday before this press conference kicked off, and I walked into the store to to the store completely decimated, um. You know, just decimated, complete decimation of a of a store. Complete and utter decimation. Now, when I say decimated, I look at the store. Even though it was in an orderly fashion, even though it was a little bit of... wasn't as riotous as you would look and think like a Black Friday event or, you know, like a a post-traumatic, you know... Natural disaster event where looting occurs, but it was eerily similar. Like this was an organized chaos. The shelves completely empty. People being as friendly as they can, understanding the the situation. Like, hey, you know, we got we came in here to get groceries, get supplies, because everybody in everywhere is b- gobbling up bleach. Everything, everything, like anything that you could think of is just being gobbled up right now. And to me, even though it's organized, um, it's still very similar to just it be it just it just looks looted. The store's shelves are completely wiped out of canned foods, pastas, rice, beans, um, boxed items. Non-perishable goods, you know, 
they're just completely wiped out. I walked into my local, I walked into several local stores already just to see the complete chaos that's going on. And now I, I truly believe that as the uptick slowly ticks up for this virus, you know, more and more people getting it, more and more, you know, another 20 people die here, another 10 people die there, another. 30 people contracted here, you know, now it's in your local city now when you thought it wasn't, it wasn't close by, you know, there's going to start springing up like, oh, this person had it in this city, oh, this person had it in that city, you know, at your local level, you know, right now it's just every state has it, but now even though they're trying to quarantine it, the, the arm of the federal government has already, was already maxed out even before this. And now it's going to be, now they're going to outsource a lot of the problem to Walmart. And I think it just, that I think that was just the, the wrong approach to all this, you know. Okay, don't go to your hospital, go get the test, go to Walmart. But yeah, but if you're coughing and sick and dying of this COVID and you go to Walmart and cough all over everybody over there and you're sick and dying, you know. You just making you just made the situation that much more worse, so that's why I feel that this ball has been dropped royally. Um, not that they should come out here, and not that they should come out and check people's everybody's house, you know, one by one, making sure and wrangling you up, putting you in some sort of a camp a quarantine. But let's be honest here. Um, between the mass hysteria. The uptick slowly of this virus, I see easily a month's worth of disruption in the economy here. Uh, and just the outbreak and the mass hysteria, everything is just going to, it's one by one. You know, you get the hysteria from, you know, this flu to kick to kickstart things. You know, you got a mass hysteria. Well, we got to get toilet paper and bottles of water. Okay. Then you got a hysteria over, well, now more and more stuff is spreading. So now there's a hysteria over. Now I can't get any toilet paper. So let me do the next best thing. And that is gobble up the hand sanitizers, the, the Lysol sprays, the... The bleach, you know, if we can't get toilet paper, at least we're going to keep ourselves clean. And now you got people, well, okay, well, now all these essential items are gone. The next thing was to do was to get food. And now, you know, all the food is being bought and all the, f- you know, non-perishables are being gotten. So now it's bouncing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now there's not just a mass hysteria of, well, we're getting supplies for this disease, but now we're, now there's no supplies. So now there's a hysteria of what's if I can't get supplies, you know, you're not spending the money to do anything else, you know, and these stores don't have it. So now the money, the buck stops there, you know, what do you do? You go to Amazon, hear a lot of people saying Amazon, you got to wait a while. Um, but the mass hysteria is being played off of now limited supplies of resources. People are still out stores wiping out shelves of food and everything. There's nothing to buy.
So now we're hitting a crisis of of food. Like there's nothing left. I don't know if you've been to your store, but there's there's nothing left. I mean, it's an overreaction possibly to the pandemic that's going around, but it's not. It's no longer an overreaction just to the pandemic. Now there's an actual reaction to a shortage of food, a shortage of things. And a lot of people, I keep hearing a lot of people say, well, once they restock, they'll go and get it. That's not necessarily the case. To me, whole stores, shelves were wiped out. That means all of a sudden there's going to be a surge of we need pastas. And there's only so many pastas that go by per day. If there's a thousand pastas go by in a day that get shipped out to your local stores and 300 people buy those 1,000 pastas, you know, the other 700 people that need the pastas are now away. And now when when it's their turn to get their hands on a thousand pastas, guess what? Now you got 700 people clamoring over a thousand pastas and they're going to likely wipe out the pasta quicker and faster than the initial 300 people that got their hands on the thousand pastas. And now you got a scenario where one person can go and wipe out all the thousand pastas and not everybody because that's how capitalism works if you want you can go and get yourself 800 cans of beans if you want you can go and get yourself 20 vehicles if you want if that's what you want to do you can do it but for everybody else now they're waiting and now you know i don't know if it's nervousness or antsy or you know, you're kind of in a little like it. Kind of, it's not necessarily the frenzy is not the word I'm looking for. But you're you're impatient now. You're running out of patience to get your hands on this. So then that just drives everything, like I said, worse. It's a ripple down effect, and I don't think we're gonna get out of the ripple for quite some time until the United States actually force orders. Uh, probably a a lockdown where, you know, people cannot go to the stores for a week or two. And, and maybe at that point, they'll, I don't know. But you know what? I don't know. It's just so hard to gauge how this thing is going. I, I see it going a certain way. I The hysteria over the food is now is legit. I think that's a bigger problem than the, than the virus itself. Um, because the virus isn't as lethal as you would think it is it it is lethal don't get don't get me wrong there people are gonna die from this but it's not like a killer like you know like if you get it it's a for certain a death sentence no that's not it's not one of those but it is definitely if you get it and you bounce it around and i think everybody has it so the problem here now lies People can re keep bouncing it off. So this problem, the the virus isn't going away uh, until they find a cure for it. And even if they do find a cure for it, we're about a year or two before the entire population can get a shot at the same time. And the numbers go from everybody having it to maybe like a quarter of the people have it. And then another year goes by, maybe the out of the quarter of the people, 
maybe 10% now have it. And then, you know, then they can control it. Oh, have you got your COVID shot? Oh, you know, we had a little COVID flare up in Michigan, you know, like 100 cases reported. So then they descend on Michigan and, you know, everybody get a shot for COVID, you know, try to stamp it out, you know. And then, oh, we got a flare up, you know, three years from now uh, down in uh, Texas, you know, we got 30 cases reported and they descend in mass down there and stamp it out. You know, and then you just have you just deal with your individual cases that pop up, just like pneumonia, just like you know any other disease. You know, this person's got this or that. You know, they were feeling sick. You know, we'll take care of it. They won't be bouncing around everybody, but you know. So I think that that problem will sort itself out over the next couple of years, assuming we can get a cure or a vaccine or something along the lines. Um. But the food, and now I think now that the food industry has been hit massively, and now that most of these people, you know, the big sports companies, the big sporting events and the big concerts and all that, they'll survive. But what's not surviving is the small business aspect of it. You know, your local food restaurants, you know. How are the how are they gonna start? And, and there is chain restaurants like In and Out where it's business as usual. But you know, Walmart is now ground zero for this thing. Um, for the rioting, you know, and it's just it's almost a loot mentality, but a little bit more civil than looting, but not quite. It's hoarding in mass. I don't I don't know. It's the interesting. Play on things that people are buying, you know. I don't know if you've seen the Costco, you know, outrages and you know, people are in a frenzy there. It's just, it's just wild, you know. But that's that's what's going on, and I can, I do think none of that was addressed by Donald Trump and his team, none of that was addressed by these big companies. And and the fact is, we don't have we cut off trade with China. Uh, over this, you know, virus, and we also were in a massive trade agreement with them, and I think that is if that is part of the conspiracy that I'm getting hint at right now. But we don't have the supplies coming in that we think we have. Mexico is not shipping over rolls of toilet paper. Um, we just effectively locked out most of Europe right now, cause and whatever we get from them is not coming over either. So I don't know what the supplies are gonna look like in a month. So this food, you know, cleaning supplies, clothes. I mean, it could ripple down all the way down. I think even into the construction. Sector, you know, lumber. We don't know what this is going to look like in a month or two. And I don't think we even have a handle on it. Um, I know they passed a stimulus package that supposedly they're going to give money to small businesses. I don't know what they're doing, but will I see a dime of it? Unlikely. 
Well, you see a dime of it? Unlikely. I think where there's small chains like small businesses like Chipotle and and Starbucks, you know, those small businesses. And this may be a grab at everybody left that in the small mom and pop chains, you know, to get rid of them. This may be a, another aspect of the conspiracy um, that I'm just thinking about. But I, I think the, you know, everything down to your hammers, your tools, you know, your lumber, your jeans, your fucking t-shirts you're going to wear. There's not enough American factories to meet the demand. And I think all of that's just going to cripple us, our economy. And... It, well, in the long run, it'll cripple because who wants to buy a forty dollars t shirt? Right, let's be honest. You know your your normal person, your nine to five guy working at fucking Jack's retailer or fucking working at you know the, your local barista or your your guy working at Les Schwab Tires or whatever the case may be or or Mikey Tires. He's not making enough to buy fucking hundred dollar pairs of. Wrangler jeans, Levi jeans. He's not making enough to afford eighty dollar dicky pants. He's just not. He's not making enough to get a new pair of shoes like every month. They just don't. You buy Walmart pants because they're like twenty five, thirty bucks. You get two of them. You figure, oh, they'll last you a year before they're getting worn out. And then you know you buy some socks there, some underwears, which are expensive. And you get, you know, all your you, all your supplies from Walmart are just, they're not going to be that cheap. If you have to actually go to a Dickie store, it's expensive. If you have to go to a, a boot barn, it's expensive. If you have to go to an actual lumber yard, shit's expensive. Like, that's why Home Depot and... Walmart and those places are cheap because, like, or they're uh, bigger quality stores. It's just, they just sell the items cheaper, you know. And that's going to have a ripple effect in, in the economy. So I think the economy will be the third section of this to take a, a beating. And I don't know. I, I don't see us recovering from just this initial trip up of a week or two for a few months before things finally glaze over perhaps even six months most of the year and I do think for some for some industries it will be business as usual you know for instance the gas to me hasn't flinched a penny up or down I think the gas is slowly trending down but I don't see it, the gas industry, nothing actually happened to it. People still need to go here and there to and fro. Um, flying, well, I know the flying industry is going to take a huge hit, but the airline industry, but for the most part, people are going to be traveling in their cars if they got to go somewhere. Or I think the car travel is probably your best bet because riding a public transportation out of the question flying is almost out of the goddamn question 
So where are you going to travel? You're going to be traveling in your cars. So then the oil industry is like pretty damn peachy. Also the technology industry. You know, these cell phones, the computers, you know, your Ubers, your Amazons, your your Lyfts, your DoorDash, your Uber Eats, your your um Netflix. That shit is set up in a pretty golden area to resist any sort of economic backlash. Because it's simply if we have to stay away from people, these are things that you're going to use to stay away from motherfuckers. Instacart, you know, um, a lot of the big American tech in- companies are safe from this. As ironic as that sounds, they're just simply just, it's the better way to go. It's better taking an Uber, paying a little bit more. In avoiding uh, a bus, avoiding a plane, you know, and just driving yourself. So the oil industry is just fine as well. You're still going to need tires and oil change and things of the nature. Um, so, yeah, that's what I kind of see. This co- this coronavirus is in and of itself a giant clusterfuck. Um, I'm going to slowly dip over to the conspiracy side of it as far as what I see uh, first and foremost, I gotta say, and I've been telling everybody, there isn't anything on this planet Earth that we can't kill. There isn't anything that's unkillable. Um, I know some people are gonna say, well, what about cancer? What about, you know, AIDS? What about, you know, this thing or that thing? And I, you know, and I'm here to tell you, that is almost not true. Um, chemotherapy kills cancer. If you get it, if you get the cancer at an early enough stage, they can chemotherapy you. And if you're a healthy individual, you have a good chance of surviving. Um, that's why chemotherapy is highly effective. Takes a toll on your body, but it is effective. Um, my grandmother went through chemotherapy, you know, many, many years ago, beat cancer, ultimately didn't die of cancer. Just died of you know, being diabetic, being Latina, being just fucking old, like in her eighties or almost nineties. Um, shit happens. Um Yeah, HIV and AIDS and some of these Blood killers, as it is, you know, it affects the blood. These blood killers, um, there's blood transfusions, you know, and we have, I truly believe we could splash. The cure for HIV is damn near here. Um, There isn't very many viruses or things that can't be killed. Um... There just isn't there just isn't many things that can't be killed. Polio, Ebola, most of that shit is killable if you catch it early enough. And with that said, the coronavirus, I think, can be wiped out. They they can wipe it out. The problem is they're trying to find a solution to where. 
you put just the pill or just the shot, you know, that doesn't fucking kill you and the virus at the same time. They're trying to find a, a median ground where, okay, you take this, you're going to be sick still like chicken pox, like for a week or two, but eventually it'll go away without killing you. You know, and then there's varying degrees of it. They got to, they got to, if you catch it early enough, you take this shot. It, maybe they develop a vaccine for it, actually, where they'll inject it to you at a small dose when you're young, and then your body will just be immune to it, like the measles. They haven't figured out which route they want to take yet, but they can kill it. Uh, most biological things in this world are killable, one way or the other. Um, with that being said... This virus that's going around, I think, I I just have this feeling that there was already talks of a recession and economic disaster with about a year ago, maybe more. How I just heard was hearing that we were heading for a little flat line, you know this this trade war with China. Like there was no easy way around it. Um. You know it's what I hinted at earlier. This catch twenty two. You want to fix the trade war with China, but who wants to spend a forty dollar, spend forty dollars on a fucking shirt? You know, who really wants to do that? Who wants to spend sixty dollars on a shirt? From an American-made company shirt, you know. Who really wants to spend uh, a $80,000 vehicle, you know, or a $60,000, $70,000 Ford truck or buy a, a Mustang? Who really wants to do that? Like, I know there are people that glamorize it and t- in all over the TV, but most people want to get that Toyota Corolla, that $20,000 Toyota Corolla and be done with it. You know, they want to get that $20 pair of jeans and just wear it for a little while. Like, that's what people want. Um, So I did hear about a looming economic crisis. I did hear about, you know, slashing interest rates and and undoing predatory, you know, bank loans and things like that. The red tape. I did hear about that stuff about a year ago. Um, as well as, <clears throat> you know, just mapping out the landscape under Obama and even under, slightly under Trump, the economy has been trending upwards for roughly 10 years, maybe a little bit more. It's been ticking up. We were due, we were due for uh, a downtick, you know, and... I think it's a good way to hide an economic collapse is under the guise of a a global pandemic. Um, but it's just so interesting that we were in a trade war with China and all of a sudden a disease pops up there, you know, that reached our shores. And now I just kind of feel like it, and maybe I don't really feel that the Chinese government 
did that to themselves. I think they did it more to cripple. I don't really know. See, I think this is where I think. And then, you know, Donald was calling it a hoax. So I don't really know if. uh, Which route they took. I don't know if Donald let it come in. I don't know if it just came in by itself naturally, but I think the ball was dropped regardless. Um, and now there's a $500 billion bailout of certain industries, you know, airlines. You know, there's some, there's some underlying, actually very telling things happening at the same time. And it's just being overwritten and overruled for this global pandemic and things being shut down and things of the nature like things are happening and i think we're going to get a better picture when the dust settles uh you know here in the next couple of months but basically i kind of feel like this was just this is just a guise to ease into a recession and blame it on the pandemic and I don't know I think this actually hurts Trump's presidency going forward massively because no matter how you chop it up slice and dice it um a global pandemic occurred under his presidency and it fucked it probably going to fuck up the economy and the mass hysteria that you felt after 9/11 is back now during his, I mean, the news isn't reporting it like they did nine eleven. Like nine eleven wasn't all over your TV, on every station, but if people are at their stores, and then now the news is being pumped into your face. Long lines at Costco, things shutting down left and right. It's it's crazy, and that happened under him. And I just, you know, I can't see this helping his presidency going forward. Maybe if he drops. A cure here in the next couple of days. Possibly he could be seen as some sort of a hero. He can paint himself as a guy who defeated the virus. Um, I don't know. It could go worse. It's just it's just so. There's so many avenues, and I think. You know the word around the block is we're heading towards full blown lockdown. Um, you know, I'm one for the conspiracies. I like a good conspiracy and I do like crazy shit like that happening because I, I feel like I'm, as an individual, I'm more prepared for things to hit the fan, the shit to hit the fan, so to speak. Um, Because I grew up in the heavy metal punk lifestyle, I grew up to fucking resist um, government, put on a fucking a bandana you know, cross your mouth, some sunglasses and a hoodie and go out there and you got to If you got to go out there and fucking take what's yours, you got to take it. Like, I know a lot of people can't do it. You know, I'm not sitting here and telling you that that's the way to go or that I'm some sort of expert criminal. But I don't see a problem walking into a Walmart if I have to fucking grabbing a case of water and just leaving. Like, the looter mentality, I could do it. It's, you know, if I got to walk into Walmart, crack open a bottle of water, chug it in there, and just leave, I'm going to do it. Um, You know, your average Joe, you know, your Karens and your your Joes and your your Davids and your, 
and your Michaels, you know, they can't do it, you know. And I, not that those people, that's certain people, but you, you know what I mean? They're, your more civil person is the last to break the law. And I think they're the last, I mean, it might be too late for them at that point. Maybe they get sick. Maybe they run out of water. Maybe they have to barter out something of value, you know. I was ahead of the curb a little bit. We went and got some supplies, and and now I just I have my eye open. That's just how it has to be. If I see a bottle, case of water for sale, and I'm gonna just I may buy it. I may not. If I have to rob, I will. You know, not that I'm have robbed anything yet, but I mean, if I have to, you know, if it comes to that kind of a scenario, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Um. But yeah, I heard. From a lot of conspiracies that, you know, martial law is on its way. And I think I think it actually should be already here because the mass hysteria and going all the way back to earlier, you know, the complete eradication of pastas and rices, you know, and people just hoarding it up thinking that this pandemic is going to be here. And now people are hoarding because other people are hoarding and, you know, it's a... You know, now their food, if you don't know if you're going to get rice, you know, I was at Home Depot yesterday looking for bleach. I heard three weeks to a month away and you have to order it when it's in store, in stock. Like, I don't know if there's that many bleach factories anywhere. People just bought a shitload of bleach and soaps, laundry detergents, you know. So it, it we're already crippled there. Um, I do believe... Whenever these waves of supplies come in again, there's going to be a mass. Because people, some people didn't get toilet paper and they, they need two rolls. Some people are going to walk out of the store with fucking 10 rolls of toilet paper. And why them? And some people are going to walk out of the store with 30 pounds of beans and 100 100 pound bag of rice and this other guy's not going to have it and that's just going to people are going to be tooth and nail over it and I, and I literally think we got to have something step in These, the stores are not doing it themselves I don't know if they can do it themselves because they're not built on that being capitalism isn't built on restriction you know, but I do think some sort of socialistic approach needs to be taken to the food immediately because, like I said back all the way back, if the um, you know if there's a thousand pastas and three hundred people buy up the thousand pastas one day, the next day when the other seven hundred people go buy it, maybe two hundred to seven hundred buy the the thousand pastas and now. It's just a mad scramble. Like the machine feeds, capitalism feeds that, you know, it's all about the profit. And maybe they start marking shit up. But I think as soon as you start marking shit up, people start riding. You can't charge $10 a gallon of gas. You know, that's in Sandy, you know, I wasn't Sandy Hook, but um, Superstorm Sandy. Up there in New York when the gasoline was doing that. Uh, but on a national scale. You know if you have riots all over the place. They they might have to lock down the whole United States. 
and bargain some deals with China and bargain some deals with Mexico to restock and then pass out things accordingly. They might have to do that. I think and that's why I think this medical martial law that the term is I'm being heard um really bears some weight because now and it's not just that, but I think sick people in general um there's gonna be a mad there's a mad dash I don't know of where you're at, but there's a mad dash for gloves sand hand sanitizers respirators um things of the nature, and every respirator every mask every gloves bleach is it all of that is gone at home depot it, this this stuff is not just at your toilet paper store your walmart this is everywhere. Um, and I just can't help to believe that, yeah, something needs to be done. I don't know if it's going to be done. If this frenzy persists, you know, into well into next week and beyond. I mean, I think we're looking at full blown martial law. I don't know. Like under the guise of, of it being a medical issue, like, okay, well now the medicine is, you know, what is it going to be like if they do discover a cure and people are just in the mad dash to get tested and get cured. We're not, we're ill set up for that on a national level. Uh, even at a local level, on any level, we're not really set up. And they keep saying the tests are being, getting ready, but I don't, it's just not happening. I don't see it. Um, this is where I think even the bigger conspiracies, population control conspiracies, um, you know, perhaps, you know, perhaps the United States and the world just said, you know what, trim off a few hundred million and, you know, that'll reduce um, the global warming, it'll reduce greenhouse emissions, reduce a lot of things, strain on the world, you know, and the world could potentially... You know, like Thanos, you know, you take half the people out, you know, things will flourish again. That's what I'm hearing as the, the ultimate goal. But I do believe, uh, I, I don't believe that's the case. I think literally Donald, Donald didn't, doesn't believe in shit um, that anybody else tells him other than what he believes, you know, coming out of Fox. Fox called it a hoax, you know, it was a democratic hoax and he and to uh, you know and that it wasn't a big deal. It, it literally he it tripped it's tripping him up right now and I think he's trying to politically try to save face but if it gets any worse I I don't see him being the president, you know, it's it's also odd that this um, virus is going on in an election year, in a big election year. Um, I, you know, especially with the Democrats, you know, Joe Biden and, you know, Bernie are both big time supporters of, you know, like not Obamacare per se, but, you know, health insurance for all, free health insurance for everybody. 
you know, and I truly believe that that's, that is a good thing because that's one thing you actually do need to survive is health. Um, and these medicines costing $1,000 a shot is ridiculous. That shouldn't be. But I kind of, that's odd timing as well that this pandemic is sprouted up in the midst of an election. Just another little facet, you get another little, another little log on the fire, so to speak. It's just, it's all, I feel like the whole entire situation is boiling down to a singular point or event. And, and I kind of really feel that it could be either we find a cure or we totally lock down the United States as a whole or you know, maybe this election just swings one way or the other, you know. Um, but I don't really, you know, as far as myself, now that we're moving beyond the conspiracy and the kind of the funky part of that, I think overall, you know, I I heard of coronavirus a while ago. I heard all the memes, seen all the jokes, you know, seen people out of nowhere to start buying up all the toilet paper. And I didn't really believe the hype. Until uh, earlier this week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I popped into Albertsons to get some freezer bags. And I seen all the paper towels, napkins, toilet paper gone. Um, And not being restocked. Then I walked into, you know, I heard the president talk on the TV about... I heard Donald talk about that, you know, he acknowledged the virus and it was just, it was just him by himself. No questions being asked. But he kind of just, it, to me, he kind of shrugged it off as a thing. And I, to me, that sent me the, the wrong message because I had already known that he'd been tweeting about it was a hoax and, and tweeting that it was nothing in, in that. And then he came out and made a statement saying that, oh, you know... He made that statement initially, like on Wednesday or Tuesday, and then I kind of knew at that point something was something was off because now he's being they forced him to get on TV and try to address it, and then as Friday rolled around in the morning, first thing in the morning, I had gotten word, or actually on Twitter. That he was going to declare a national state of emergency. And then that's kind of when I was like, okay, well, now that we know toilet paper in the in the such is out, I had related the message to my mother. Like, you know what? We're going to go to the store and get shit because I can imagine if people are gobbling up the toilet paper, then the very next thing is the food. I knew that I told her, let's go and get it done. Let's just get get it done. Um, and sure enough, went to the stores and and before this national state of emergency, before you know, I, before Monday, I, uh, this is Sunday. I think tomorrow is going to be a wide open fa- because now everybody's a lot of things are now shut down. A lot of things started shutting down over the course. Of the weekend. Now everything's shut down. And now everybody has nothing better to do. Than to take their ass to the stores. And gobble up everything. We got we got in there Friday. And I knew that right then and there. 
that this mass hysteria was reaching is this mass hysteria was just a drop. This was just, you know, the leaky faucet right now. The, the faucet was leaking. It, it hasn't completely broken up, but it's leaking. And I figured by this time, I figured by Monday, by tomorrow, and early in the week, this shit is just going to be out of control. Uh, I think most of the people, you know, with their kids at home, you know, with their their work closed, with their job shut down, with, you know, trying to stay indoors. I, I can imagine people flooding the markets. Flooding, and I actually think it's going to flood the banks. Uh, the banks, uh, I don't have much in my accounts, but I do think if you have... A substantial amount of money in a bank account. I think right now is a good time to pull out a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand bucks. If you got ten thousand bucks, right now would be a good time to go and pull out like two grand, maybe three grand. Your money is insured up to allegedly two hundred fifty thousand or a hundred thousand. I forgot how much you're insured up to federally, but. If you if they shut the banks down where you can't physically access cash, you know, due to the fact that there may be a surge of people trying to pull out cash and the the caps, the room caps of people are putting a hundred, two hundred fifty. And I can imagine if you walk into a bank and there's a line of like fifty people deep and somebody's coughing. You know this could that could get ugly as well in the banking industry. So I do believe if you have a chance, I, and that's why I think this is another layer. I forgot to talk about the banks part of it, but if you can pull out some cash, because I, if people are already hoarding up the things, so now you're gonna go. You can't just go like, hey, let me buy a case of water from you, like some Joe, you know, your neighbor. He doesn't accept fucking Zelle or these cash apps or whatever you know he wants some cold hard dollars because the only place you you can do these some micro transactions macro transactions are through cash and I think if you don't have cash kind of in the fucking this little gray zone where you have money in the banks the banks are honoring it but nobody's accepting that much that kind of shit like well they need cash to buy some stuff cash is still king in most areas of the world um so that just to me i think that's another little nugget i think tomorrow monday this is, it could be a black monday it, it could it could very well be a black monday i, I don't anticipate it being as bad but i do think as monday rolls around and people are home Tuesday rolls around, more schools canceled, you know, now through the end of April or something. And a lot of families start getting a little jittery and a little bit of like impatient about things like, well, I need to find, I don't have, you know, for my kids, I don't have diapers. I've got to find diapers anywhere and start, they start, really start looking because Donald announced on Friday and I figured the weekend was going to be tame. But now that a lot of schools have closed, a lot of events have closed, a lot of people's jobs have closed, and now people are just home. 
twiddling their fingers. Last week, there were, everybody was working. I just kind of figured that this week coming up could get ugly in a hurry. I just think the more and more the days go on, people are impatient. Things are not being restocked as quickly as you would think in this. You know, it's just it's just so crazy going to a store, you know, any store. I went like yesterday I was at like four stores. It's just so crazy. Usually you see the shelves stocked and once in a blue moon, you'll be like, oh, you know what? Everybody bought like a certain CD. So that little section of it is gone, you know, like a Taylor Swift thing. Or maybe, you know, they had a special on oranges, you know, and there's like just a few left. But to see a store completely wiped out of everything is rather alarming, you know, and it's the only thing in there is like milk and 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 bread because it's perishable immediately, you know, cheese, um, some vegetables, you know. When you see starting seeing every pasta gone, all the rice gone, it's just it's just crazy. And now like I said, that's trickling down to other places, you know, like I said, all the all the soaps and bleach are gone. So I think as people are at home this week coming up, getting impatient, getting nervous, you know, really, really looking at all their mom and pop stores, all the little places that you might find, you know, a bag of rice, some diapers, you know, where there's not a mob of people, you know, on top of you, or you don't have to wait outside for an hour to get inside to to you know to not see i think a lot of people are going to get start panicking this week to the 10th degree and that's why i think it'd be interesting to see this week coming up because i'm fully ready to to like i i already kind of bracing for impact is that's what i'm doing i'm just bracing for the impact i'm just waiting for the for the chips to fall the way they do. We got I got enough food supplies here to last at least two weeks. Um it's just and I think with the food with the the food at the grocery store is crippled, restaurants are gonna be crippled as well. So people that have money are not gonna just be able to go to restaurants and get, you know, napkins. And I and I think that's gonna happen next. I was at a, a restaurant uh, yesterday, getting a beanie cheese burrito, and I just noticed that every table there was um, a napkin dispenser and there was full. I wonder how long that's gonna last. Seeing as toilet paper is on such a shortage, if the employees don't steal it, I know the customers thinking about taking a emptying the at their table, emptying the napkin you know, dispenser, you know, that, that kind of thought creeps in and that could happen at your restaurants. Hey, you don't, we're not going to give you napkins or maybe just one napkin per, or the bathrooms are on lockdown. People, what's stopping people going into a bathroom and stealing all the toilet paper out of a bathroom, out of a restaurant. So the the restaurants are going to get, going to hit hard as well this week as well. You know, and a final thought before I end talking about COVID or anything. 
you have to believe that you've already been in contact with it, I believe, you know. Believe it yourself that you've already been in contact with it. I myself believe I've already been in contact with it. I think everybody should believe that they've been in contact with it at some place, somewhere. I think the, it's just like the flu. It just goes around. And I believe that although it is going to kill people and you're going to hear about it for the next year or so, I don't believe what what is... I don't believe that it is as strong as the big killers that have preceded it. We have better scientists now. Like I said, mentioned earlier, we've got things, medicines to kill, almost everything else. So it isn't a big killer. We're not going to fall into like the Black Plague. We're not going to fall into Spanish influenza like in the early uh, 1900s. That's that sort of a scenario is not going to happen. We've got, you know, technologies at your fingertips. So if you can, you know, there's a lot of doomsday preppers out there. There's a lot of uh, hermits already in society. They just know, you know, stay away. So I think we're better equipped to ride out a a little pandemic, you know. And and I 100% believe that it'll come and go. I mean, it's it, it, while it is incurable today and it, while it is contagious uh, and the numbers are going to go up and some hysteria is going to play out and things are going to happen, ultimately the dust will settle and ultimately we're not going to be looking at a world where, you know, 100 million people got wiped out or, or, or a billion people were wiped out. Nothing like that is going to happen uh, because the scientists will figure it out you know, even the private sector or or government sector, we'll figure it out here in the next, I got to believe in the next couple of months. Um, and then it'll just be mass, I think it'll be mass produced, the cure or vaccine. And treatments will be mass produced rapidly. Um, like I said, this isn't like the olden days where, even if a cure was a- able, they could only do maybe a hundred vials a day or something like that. And while people were getting contaminated at hundreds of thousands a day, it's nothing like that. You know, even though I dogged capitalism earlier, cap- that's one thing capitalism does. They do overproduce and over Ponzi scheme shit like. You know, when it comes to building houses, they build a hundred houses, even though there's not actually a hundred people that need houses at that current point in time. But they do it anyways in hopes that okay, if you build it, somebody will buy it. It's just same the same with the food. You know, they produce you. You know, Hershey's Kisses and Coca Cola just producing Coke cans, bottles of Coke at mass in hopes that people will buy it and the chain keeps moving. You know, so. That's that's what will happen with whatever they come up with. Um, whether we do it here in the States or if it's in Europe or if it's in Japan or, or Mexico or Brazil or whatever, you know, a company will be set up and boom, the next thing you know, there'll just be gobs and gobs and gobs of the cure or a pill or a shot or whatever you can take. Um, 
So yeah, those are my last final thoughts. It, I think it is kind of odd, the, you know, the cons the conspiracy side of it. It's also kind of odd the election year, kind of odd the economy, kind of odd where we're in a trade war already with Japan. It's kind of odd that they took. I I think it's kind of odd that it took so goddamn long for the mass hysteria to reach here, and for the government to actually do something about anything, and they haven't really done anything yet. To me, that's the even crazier part. But, you know, we already talked about that. And I just kind of feel if you're out there and you hear this, you know, this is just my two cents on it. Um, Yeah, I mean, and just I, I don't have any medical advice for you. I just just believe that you already came in contact with it. Just continue on living your fucking life. Uh, keep be mindful of what you buy. Because I do believe that that's, that's the bigger issue here. Uh, the supply and demand part of all this bullshit. Um, I know a lot of people's finances are being rocked. So, you know, economically, you know, if you're being affected by it, you know. Everybody else might be affected by it. So you're not in the, you're not in the boat alone. It's not like, you know. You're not in the boat by yourself. Let me just put it that way. You're not... You're not alone, so ride it out just like everybody else is gonna do. We're all in this together. There's no, there's no. I don't think there's any state left that hasn't been coroned out of it yet. So, um, pop a bottle of Corona. Go out to your local store. There's plenty of beer. Go and get a Corona bottle. Pop a cap, take a swig, and relax. Um, for many of us out here, the end of the end of the world, the end of days, the end of society and governments and, and anarchy. To me, to me, that's just. I've been waiting for the collapse of the world for some time. Like it's gonna happen. Like it, the collapse of the world is gonna happen. The collapse of governments and societies and mass rioting and and coup d'etats and all that happen historically all over the place. America paints itself as gonna be around for millions of years. It's not true. <clears throat> eventually we'll cripple ourselves one way or the other. Could it be soon? You know, could the world end on Donald Trump's watch? You know, if that's how he wants to go out, that's, you know, more power to him. Maybe he want to be the last president ever. Um, But you know what? Just write it out. You know, if you live a sheltered life, this is going to be brutal for you. But for the rest of us that... Grew up in these mean streets with not a lot of money or broken homes or things of the nature. You know, this is just we're at home now. You you welcome to all, welcome to home. So that's my last thoughts. You know, if you're out there, just write it out. That's all you can do. Nothing that you can't really do nothing to prevent anything. Although if we get into a scenario where we gotta uh, fend for ourselves, I mean. Guns and ammo are not going to cut it. That's not at the readily available to everybody. Not not everybody's got stocked on stocked up on bullets. And I know the Texas crowd will be like, "Well, I got all these guns." Well, yeah, but you're in an area where everybody else has a lot of guns, and guess what? They have enough firepower to fire back at you. And probably if they get squad up, you know, you're on the shit shit end of luck right there. Shit out of luck. Here in the states where there is no 
where there is no mass arms like California, um, hand-to-hand combat, it ultimately comes down to hand-to-hand combat. So, um, if you're in an area where there is a lot of guns like Texas or or these other pro-gun states, uh, you're always going to run into an area where there's somebody has got more guns than you and then the military has got more guns than anybody else. So you're ultimately... Battles are decided at close range, hand to hand, small weapon warfare. So, it's another thought, just to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, stay safe out there, guys. Ride it out. That's all you can do. I'm out.